たちを本当の自分自身でやった Hello and welcome to Journey Through the Decades, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of decade. Where I am Shin Garrett, I'm Evan, but I am Chris. And this week we watched episode five of Kamen Rider Yuki, the debut of Kamen Rider Scissors, and episode six of Ryuki, the last appearance of Kamen Rider Scissors. Mr. Crab, I'm glad that Garrett has gotten over his whole being impaled thing and can join us again. Oh, yes, did I get is, impaled last、good. time? Yeah, yes, you totally got impaled as food storage. It was gruesome. The Shrike monster impaled you for later. Oh, and then I was put in food storage. The、oh, impaling、Shrike. was the food storage. Look、yes. up Shrikes. <laughs> okay, that, that that's weird because I've this is only tangentially related, but I've been reading a let's play <laughs> of of Zeno Gears. You were actually impaled. <laughs> no, I was not actually impaled. Oh. But, but there's like a weird spoilers thing in Xenogear where they turn humans into weird mutant people and then grind them up into food. Oh boy. Ah,、uh, yeah. Xenogear is fucking wild. Just a bit, yeah.、Uh, it's one of those I need to go back and play. And then they like, and then like the food has like mind control additives in it. I okay.、Uh, it, it's、lot. also used to make medicine too, apparently. The end of this one is Zeno Gears is fucking wild. That sounds like it, yeah. Is that when the chair segment starts, or is that later on? That's right before chair segment. So like,、okay. that's like your climax of disc one, and then you're in like chair hell of disc two. Chair. Um, Zeno Gears aside,、um, we watched some, and, and I guess recovering from impale impaleshin. Um. We watched some Ryuki. Ryuki's a fun show. I、It、like、is. it. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Continues to be an entertaining romp of a character that is slowly learning how to fight and has no idea what he's doing. He just wants to fight the monsters. That's all. Doesn't want to fight the other common riders, but he may not have a choice. Um. But yeah.、Uh, episode five is called "The Monsters Antique Store." And before I forget, episode six is called "The Mysterious Writer." The mysterious writer that dies almost immediately. He has like a good episode run. <laughs> how 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 quickly did it take for you guys to real to immediately realize? Oh yeah, no, it's the cop. Immediately. Yeah, just about. They don't hide it very well. I assumed he was a real cop for at least a little bit. Oh no, he is a real. He cop. is a real cop. No, right, right. Well, that's what I mean. I, I was like, "Oh, well, he wouldn't be a real cop and have something going on on the side." But that's not actually that weird in Japanese stuff. They do that a lot. You know, he's just a corrupt cop. I've watched the movie.、Um, I forgot what that movie's called. Never mind. <laughs> it's the one.、Uh, it won like an Oscar a while ago. It's got some Irish、know. cops in it. They're corrupted. The Departed. Yeah, that one. <gasps> okay. Oh. Okay, I'm weirdly good at guessing movies. I guess, <laughs>、um, or or you've just understood how I describe things. <laughs> That works.、Um, anyway,、um, so this episode starts with a recap of the previous episode, where they we get to see like silhouettes of the new rider with his deck at the antique shop. Um, Yue has a flashback where she's talking with her brother when they're adults, and he leaves with the ducks at that point. Which I thought I thought he got sent off when he was a child. I don't understand how he got back. They didn't seem to imply that any of this happened beforehand. It's kind of weird. Just put it in here. Maybe he came back, and I guess he's been in and out of her life. It seems to be the implication. Yeah, I got the implication that he had been sent away, like. The implication from this scene is that he had been sent away when he was a kid, but when they were adults, he met back up with her, and this was the last time he, she saw him before he disappeared entirely. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird, and then seems like she would maybe know a lot more from asking questions from that last time. Seems that way, but I guess not. Maybe he just didn't answer any of her questions. 
Yeah, That's like the the first bit of the episode here is like a conversation between Yui and Comrade Ryuki as they uh, they go back and forth and it's kind of interspersed with flashbacks to to kind of catch us up onto where the characters are with the what's going on with the decks. Right. And they're like, oh, maybe there's a prize at the end of it. You know, this totally is a Holy Grail War thing. That's definitely what this is a metaphor for. <laughs> Uh, since these both came out, since both this and Fate came out in 2003, I was thinking, like, are they both referencing another thing? Uh, the, Maybe. the closest I could think of was um, the movie Battle Royale came out in the year 2000, so that would have been, like, in the in the air for a couple years at this Wait, point. do you get a prize when you win Battle Royale? Uh, I think the prize is not dying. Right. Okay. I just couldn't remember if there's, like, another, like, extra prize. Battle Royale's a really fun movie. I actually still need to watch it. I haven't actually gone back and watched that one. I haven't watched it in a long while, but I really enjoyed it the times I have watched it. The second one is hot trash, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. There, it, it was described to me... Mm, that that's not appropriate for for podcast. Never mind. Yeah, I was looking it up and like, uh, did you? I, I didn't know that Battle Royale was like one of the last films directed by like a prolific new age, you know, like J- Japanese new wave filmmaker who made like a fuck ton of very critically acclaimed movies and a bunch of yakuza films. And got, and Battle Royale was like one of his last movies. Oh my, I didn't know that. Battle Royale is really good though. Hey, I mean, I believe it. Um, yeah, but yeah, that know. was the that was the first thing I could think of that like this other stuff might be referencing with their death games, like the the whole like death game you win a prize thing is a has been basically a common trope since about two thousand three in in anime and stuff. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, I mean, I it probably like it's it's not new by any means and. It was more just a joke. Now we got all, like, deep about the joke. Well, I I don't know. I just got to thinking about it, because it seemed like a weird coincidence that they both came out in 2003 to me. Yeah. I mean, also, like, we're still, like, unsure if, if that's the case for this yet, so there could be differences that we don't know about yet. True. True. That's true. Well, uh, when we see the, uh, the crab thing at the beginning of the episode, it says, uh cancer on the card does doesn't it what what's the whole name of the crab monster something cancer i'm not sure i just saw it as like oh it's cancer i know know it's cancer because it's a crab but cancer yeah i definitely was like oh cancer so it's like a a zodiac thing wait a minute there aren't dragons in the zodiac maybe it's chinese zodiac wait a minute it's um it's volcancer Volcancer, and it's like, hold on, there definitely aren't crabs in the Chinese zodiac, so it's not a zodiac thing at all. It's just cancer. Well, let let me tell you that according to the wiki in the notes section for Volcancer, the name its name is a portmanteau of the two words volcano and cancer, no, I, used I for that. both a genus of crab and the zodiac sign. Right. I mean. I get the cancer part, but where does where's the volcano part? There's nothing volcano about him. Uh, uh, he throws uh, he throws the writer up for like his final vent, <laughs> like well, a volcano. I mean, Volcanoes I throw that things works. up. I mean, wasn't like the X three boss? Wasn't it like the vol fish and he had electric power? So like, whatever. And I don't know. Words. But yeah, I was trying to... I was like, oh, so that's why there's 13 of them. Because they're like Zodiac. Oh, wait, that doesn't make any sense. So. Still don't know why there are 13 Rider decks. Uh, you know, 13. It's an important number. Because they just... Maybe they, by this time, when they'd gone through... Uh... Kuga, then Agito, they're like, hey, we need one that's got a bunch. I, I don't know. Oh, maybe. There was a thing after a decade for a while where 
Decade was one, Double was two because he had two guy memories, O's was three because three quarter medals were used to make a form, Forze was four because it was four switches to make Forze. <laughs> and then it kind of falls apart at five. I mean, doing five of anything to make a suit or a form or something is a little excessive. Five is a lot. What? I mean, in, in Geo, they did 20. Yeah, but it's not like he did 20 all the time. It was, it was only just at his the ultimate end, form. And it's still like a 40 second jingle. <laughs> it is. You're not wrong, but it wasn't a thing of like, okay, for every different form, he has a combination of 20 different materials he has to do. Yeah, they they only do the whole thing like a couple times. So anyway, so that flashback stuff happens, and Shinji's just like, I just want to punch some monsters, though. Speaking of Zeo, I saw that they have the Gates Majesty watch, which is just like the Grand Zeo, where it's like got the little wings and stuff, except it's the secondary writers, and I, I so want that. That is pretty good. And it one. has, um, for the spot for Kuga, it has Gates in there, because there is no secondary writer for Kuga. <laughs> I was actually going to ask about that. I was like, I saw the thing, but I did not actually see who it had for Kuga. It has Gates for Kuga. I think, da wouldn't Dagova technically be the secondary writer? He was the closest thing to, like, a twin of the main guy. I mean, really, Ichijo is the secondary writer of Kuga. That's true, so, that's true. I'm not gonna make that joke. I, 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 I had a joke in my head, I'm not gonna make it. Well, look at us being restrained today. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, so after slight plot dump and flashbacks uh reiko shows up at the shop at the antique shop at night with a thing over her eye um for some th reason this isn't actually important it seems yeah she just has a sty in her eye for some reason that is never explained right i, I was like did did i miss something happening to her in the last episode but that's nope. what i thought too i had to look up what a sty was afterwards because i'm not super smart they are gross um, not great but uh i i wondered if something like act like did the actress like literally have a sty that i mean honestly i that's what i choose to assume i feel like that would make the most sense because there doesn't really seem to be any in show reason for this to happen so right so she talks to a lady about how the shop owner is missing and uh reiko of course goes in because of course the antique store is unlocked he just breaks into this place i'm like uh reiko maybe maybe don't that's how journalists work evan no but mm. that's how journalists work she's got a line a little later in this episode like i totally trust the cops that's delivered in like this way extremely sarcastic way i i yeah i 100 percent run it as sarcastic yeah yeah, yeah. She clearly has no confidence in law enforcement. I'm wondering if that's going to be part of her explained backstory or something. Oh, maybe. I, I'm i unsure if we're even going to get an explained backstory. I, I just, uh, that would be like a cool way to give this, uh, like, she's super dedicated to investigative journalism. And if it's because, like, she knows she can't trust the police, that would be an interesting character beat. That's true. Be a nice one. Um, so she goes into the shop and is immediately taken captive by by Scissors. It's Scissors. He has a real name. It's Masashi Sudo, apparently. I didn't actually write it down during my notes. I had to look this up separately. Common Rider I mean, Scissors is a great name. Why not call him that? Yes, yeah, like Scissors is a good name. And it, it's a good suit when we get to see it. It's a great suit. A, a plus design. It's just the fact that they had this and they threw it away so quickly. <laughs> kind of nuts. I mean, presumably they have some more good designs. I mean, I mean we can hope. There's there's a ten more we need to see. God, there's so many fucking writers in this show. So many writers. It is so nuts how many there are. There's 13 even. Not including movies. How many more are added in in the movies? I want to say just like one. 
<laughs> I don't actually know the answer to that off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, he um, scissors attempts to take her captive by just like shoving his coat over her head and then doing giving her a gut punch, which unless like that doesn't just knock someone out. It's an anime trope of oh. I'm stuck in the stomach. I pass out. I was also wondering where this thing comes from that you see in Japanese stuff all the time where punching someone in the stomach is the best way to knock them out. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't work like that. I mean, I'm not an expert, but, you know. Uh, while she is trying to, you know, fight off this guy, she picks up I don't know, some little mini, some little antique and chucks it, breaking a window that's in the shop. A which, mirror that's in the shop? Yeah, a mirror that's in the shop, which alerts a lady outside who comes in and is like, oh, what's going on? Notices this woman get punched and lie on the floor. And she's like, oh, no, someone help. And then luckily a detective happens to show up out of seemingly yeah. nowhere. Just... She has an adorable puppy, too. Yes, she's got That's a very true. cute dog. I love the puppy. Um, and then uh, we cut to Shinji dreaming, I assume, about fighting writers and stuff of that nature. And he's then woken up by IT Girl, who has yet to be named in the show, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I caught her name, no. Um, yeah, she has wrapped a magazine into a didgeridoo and is trying to annoy him awake because he is still asleep in the office. I, th I thought she was, like, go trying to make a buzzing noise like a mosquito in his ear. Uh, possibly. I mean, didgeridoo's mosquitoes, both extremely annoying, so, you know. I mean, that's fair. Um, so he wakes up, and there's some, just, like, shenaniganry at the office until there's a phone call. Um, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Reiko's in the hospital. And everybody's just like, excuse me? Yeah, because, well, the phone first r rings, the IT lady picks it up. She's like, oh, yes? Alright, thank you for letting us know, and hangs up. And the uh, editor is like, is, was that important? Oh, no, don't worry about it. By the way, Reiko's in the hospital. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> exactly. It's it's a fun little bit. Yeah, they're good. Uh, they're good supporting cast. The uh, editor is, like, constantly using his water bottles as, like, free weights for the whole yeah. scene, too. That's very fun. Um, so Shinji rushes up to the hospital where she is talking with the detective. And the detective leaves. This is where Reiko gives the line about, the sarcastic line about, oh, of course I trust the police. Oh, yeah. And then Totally trust him. And then she's like, well, I hate to give you this job, but uh, I'm in this bed, so I guess you have to do research for me. I'm not extremely confident that you can do anything right, but yeah. please help out. And Shinji's like, don't worry, I got this. And he thinks to himself, man, it sure is great to do non-monster things. <laughs> sure is great to have my normal job. And, and then his monster scent goes off. Yes, because he, he gets on his motorcycle and starts driving off towards location and oh no monster sense i was confused why he would even think this wasn't monster related because he knows that at least some of the disappearances are monster related so probably just naive hope probably yeah. investigating more of the disappearances is going to lead to more monster fights but he gets said monster sense and he saves a lady from the crab monster and then he like he goes into the mirror world to fight the crab monster. Yes. Um. And, but then scissors show. Uh, then another rider shows up in his own stupid Tron bike, and starts <laughs> fighting Shinji. But Shinji's like, "Oh no, I can't fight people. I don't want to hurt people. I'm a I'm a good rider." And, and then it's, it's uh, a Garrett meant awesome Tron bike, by the way. Uh, no, I'm I'm sticking by this. I'm sorry. We can agree to disagree. <laughs> Um, I think the bike has a dumb name on top of it, too, to be honest. But then Knight comes in and saves Ryuki because, you know, Knight, Knight doesn't give a fuck about killing people. 
And then they have their normal argument about Ren's like, you know, you got to be ready to fight people. And Shinji's like, you know, I'm just going to go in there and talk to him. Shinji is dangerously naive, this ep- these set of episodes. Yes. Oh, also it should be noted, they both assume that Scissors is the shop owner, um, Naga, or Kaga. Which, that's a fair assumption at the moment. Yeah, it's a fair assumption at the moment. Um, so Shinji goes into the shop, he happens to run into the detective, and then he just kind of leaves his business card there. He shows up at the shop, and the detective's like, Hey, what are you doing? Leave this stuff to the police. Don't interfere. Exactly. See, one of the things with uh, Shin- with Shinji being so naive in these episodes, though, is uh, Ren seems to have some indication that there's a lot at stake in this card deck fight. Shinji doesn't know that at all. He doesn't seem to think that there's anything really at stake at all. And, like... He doesn't know that there's anything worth killing someone over that they yeah, might be just, fighting for. It's literally just, I'm just here to fight monsters to stop people from dying. The other character, well, Bren seems to know that there's something worth killing for, that they're fighting for. And the common Rider Scissors seems like he might just be, like, a murderer in general. He just seems to like murdering. Yeah. Because yeah, we get his de- explanation later for why the murders happened, and it's literally just, I mean, I was... I committed I was, I one was... murder, and it would be more convenient if people didn't find that one. Uh, so I decided to do more murders. Yeah, just to stop people from finding out about the first murder. Also, I, I wanted to EXP grind my monster. Yes, yeah, because it's also apparently killing humans also gives monsters experience. That's not new. I think they said that before. They, d- they said that killing humans give the monsters experience before? Maybe. I, think I don't so. think it had come up before this point. I mean, they don't even explicitly say it. It just kind of is implied. I just I, I just went with them like, yeah, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't that be how that works? <laughs> well, Garrett's very in the mindset of we should murder people. Uh, yeah, eat, eat the rich. Well, you know, hey, it's, it's certainly an option. Um, the, so the mysterious person, also known as Scissors, um, picks up the card and calls Shinji, who basically, I don't even know if it's a trick, because, like, I feel like there is no active tricking done, <laughs> because Shinji's just an idiot, but Shinji just gives all his info it's like oh yeah i i work with this guy called ren he's knight you might have seen him and then there, there's yui and we're looking for a brother and he made these card decks and he's got these monsters you know about the monsters you, you're, you're a writer and scissors just like yeah yeah if i if i trust you we'll we'll meet up and stuff fucking naive as shit shinji so he, the, he does the comment thing of like, well, I don't know if I can trust you, so go ahead and give me information so that I'm sure I can trust you. And I'm going to write this name down and leave this piece of paper at the shop conveniently for later for a way to put it together. Because that's what you do with notes, is that you write them down and then you don't take them with you. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So then it's the next day, and Ren is nearly killed. It's kind of an elaborate kill setup. Like, they use the crab monster to, like, knock in to Ren, so then he would get hit by a truck instead of just the monster murdering him. Which is good. I I, I guess? It, I mean, it's, it's a good way to just, oh, yeah, no, I didn't kill you. That's fair. You just got run over. Um, He, he doesn't die. Ren just wills himself to not die. I assumed he did not get run over by this huge truck that he falls right in front of, because it looks like a situation that would definitely kill you. We don't actually see, because it cuts away, and then it cuts back when he's not dead. It's definitely meant... It's definitely shot in a way to make you think, Oh no, Ren's dead. Because he got run over by a car. Shinji is... Has gone to 
the abandoned Toku warehouse. Yeah, I'm just like, th- this Gundam seed ass showing people dying and then just being like, whoa, why'd you assume they died? I like Gundam Seed. I know it's not a good show, but... You can like bad shows. <laughs> okay, even if you like it, you have to admit that they do pull that several times of showing a character oh, they do. definitely die and then just being like, no, they're fine. They do, it 100%. And, like, I know there's nothing wrong with liking bad shows, but then there's also me liking Destiny. <laughs> you see what yeah, I did no, there? I burned myself. I, I don't think kinda... Destiny is significantly worse than the first season, honestly. Doesn't... Does the end of Seed end with the main character dying and then Seed Destiny, he's basically a Jesus analog? <laughs> he does survive a nuke. The nuke being the power supply of freedom. Right. Yeah. Because he, he gets stabbed by, by the sword impulse sword. Yeah, that's a bit much. Have I ever had my tangent about on, on air about how I think impulse is actually the better Gundam than Destiny and Gundam Seed Destiny? No. You just love modular things, so... I do. But there's... Modular that things are good. That fight also establishes why it's better. Because he has the sword silhouette sent out and uses the sword without changing the form. And that's how he... That's the only reason why he won that fight. See, I'm more of a, a perfect strike pack guy. Oh, where the I, just a little bit of everything. fucking amazing. A little bit of everything is more my damn. But... So, like, Destiny is supposed to be, like, the perfect the perfect strike of Impulse, but it's not as good. Well, right, because it's just... It, the Destiny is just, like, a beam spam machine. It doesn't do anything other than shoot tons of lasers. Well, no, uh, the it has one of the anti-battleship swords. Does he ever even use that, though? I, I'm I pretty sure. I don't remember it being used in any important scenes. I mean, probably not. I mean, well... How many times is he going up against battleships? They're anti-battleship swords, Chris. Right. Well, all the Gundams are super powerful by the end, so they never need to fight anything that big. I mean, if you if you want to go off of battleship stuff... That's what they're called, Evan! Because I've been listening to uh, the... Oh god, I already forgot the name of the Gundam podcast that Fletch... Oh yeah, they're just as wild as us. Yes, who are, who are going through the 40 years of Gundam. Holy According shit. to them, uh, the the original Gundam, the RX seventy nine, its beam cannon is just a battleship cannon. Isn't, uh, it, the same isn't it the RX seventy eight? Yes, it is. Not, the RX-78. not to be that nerd, but no, you're I right. I think it's it the RX seventy eight two. It is, is the yeah. one in the show. Yeah. Yes, that RX seventy eight two is. Uh, its cannons are the same power as battleships. So that's been a thing in Gundam for a so while. So that that actually becomes a thing when you get to um uh victory, it's just um like the escalation that beam technology has gone just like everything is so extremely overpowered in victory and that's why every, that's why victory like all the mechs are smaller than Gundam than uh, gen, general than Gundam, Gundam scale. Gundam style. <laughs> well, I know, wait, I got it, up it, on Victory's like sixty years after the original show, anyways. Yeah, but this is all Gundam, and we're here to talk about Common Rider. We are. I'm sorry. I I get excited to talk about uh, Impulse. That's all right. Uh, um, I watched uh, Awakening of the Trailblazer for the first time the other day. That was a pretty fun movie. It's so a- Shinji goes to the <laughs> Toku warehouse. <laughs> Where he has been asked to meet, and oh no, there's this suspicious low. There's a suspicious weight of God. Like, this is so crap fucking, in the air. This scene is so fucking bizarre. Just Shinji, what are you doing? Shinji, look up. Shinji, look up. But like, he's, he's not just... even like directly under it, in like really any sense of danger. No, and I'm not sure. Like, what was the guy's plan? Is just Shinji will just happen. To walk under it and it will happen to break at that exact moment. Yeah, because yes. at first I was like, "Oh, he left his he left a note for Shinji to walk over and pick up under the thing that he's going to drop on him." But no, the the note is like not under the thing. What it falls and Shinji doesn't die, but then Scissor shows up and fights with Shinji, and Shinji just gets beat up a bunch, and then he summons a shield, and that's kind of cool because shields are cool. 
They are, yeah. but it doesn't do much. The shield looks work. like the belly of a dragon, like belly yeah, yeah. armor scales. It's, it's kind of neat. I'm pretty into it. Um, it's a good it, shield. It gets knocked away almost immediately. And uh, while this is happening, Ren has gone to the antiques shop, notices the broken mirror, pulls it off, is like, oh man, this wall looks like it's been plastered over. Let's dig into this wall. Oh, there's some glasses from the guy we thought was common Rider Scissors. Let's dig more. Oh, look, there's a body plastered into this wall. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to find a secret room at first, but yeah, a dude has just totally been buried in that wall. He's He's been cask of amontillado'd yep. into the wall. He's just... There's a dead person in the wall, because that's where you hide dead bodies. I mean... If he plastered over it more effectively, it probably would have been a good hiding spot. And it did happen to be conveniently where Ryoko broke the mirror. Uh, But yeah, that's that first episode. The next episode, it basically just picks up right where we left off, where um, Ren found a dead body of Kaga, the store owner, who they thought was Scissors, and Ren's like, wait, he isn't Scissors? Fuck. Then who's Scissors? Who's Scissors, then? Um... And then Scissors is beating up Ryuki, but he has to leave because he starts disintegrating. Yes, he's not been able to defeat Shinji quick enough, so he has to leave. Wait, did they they go into the mirror world here? Yeah. Yes. Right, okay, yeah, because shortly after getting attacked, they uh, they both go into the mirror world through some broken glass that's flying around, I think. Yeah, they think so yeah. there's some mirrors there's mirrors everywhere i mean it doesn't have to be a mirror it can just be any reflective it surface. can be a reflective surface that's true so. um so ren finds the note with yui's name on it on the shop and ren's like fuck um so the mysterious guy goes to his car says yui's name um that to set that up um, Shinji heads back to the antique shop and finds a huge crowd. He's like, what happened? And then... Oh, they fe- they found the guy, the owner of the shop, in the wall. So there's now a, now a police investigation about it. Yeah, which is super confusing to Shinji because he thought the cops already knew about this. Well, no, no. Because they knew the guy was missing and they... They were looking for him. It's... I don't think there's anything for him to be confused about there, other than that they found the body. Okay. Because the part you're referring to is when the two police officers are talking to Reiko. Okay, right. And they're questioning her about, like, oh, it sure is convenient we found the body after, you know, you came in and stuff. And she's like, didn't the detective talk to you about this? Right, that bit happens with Reiko, like, a couple scenes. It's the the very next scene. Yeah. Yeah, because they're kind of accusingly asking her, like, well, we find the body right after you broke into the place. And she's like, that's kind of, that's kind of ridiculous, if I'm going to be honest. Like, oh, yeah, this, this lady that got it into an altercation there, she, she totally just broke in and did everything. Mm hmm. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's bad police work, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Scissors kidnaps Yui. Um, she he goes to visit her and he makes up some story about finding her brother's driver's license, I believe. Right. He says the they found it in an impounded car, I believe. Yeah. I think so. And then so they go out to the car and then he was like, Oh, can I just use the phone real quick to let someone know where I'm going? And he's like, Yeah, sure. And then he pull and then she pulls out her phone and then she gets chloroformed. And chloroform does not work that fast. Like at all. Well, this is the Ryuki world, Evan. It's it's know, like ours, except it has mere monsters and chloroform works faster. It, it, it is it is the television world where chloroform works within seconds and not like an actual fight of I think it's I think it takes like five or so minutes. It's nuts how long it takes chloroform to actually knock someone out. Well it's really? super chloroform. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's anytime you see someone like, oh, I put chloroform over your mouth and you immediately go down, that's a lie. It takes a lot longer. Uh, huh. Well, today I learned. So that happens. Uh, Ren gets back to the shop, but oh no, he was late. 
Uh, lucky for him, uh, Scissors doesn't know how to close, like, doors correctly. So he can see, like, a bit of UA's coat from outside the car. And so he's immediately like, oh, that's gotta be it. And then, and then there's, like, a weird chase scene. And then they also happen to go past Shinji. And then Shinji, like, turns around and gets in on this. I think the idea is that Shinji was going to the the bar to check on Yui, so when they're leaving, they pass him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Also, Evan, I just want to check you've you haven't been chloroforming anyone, have you? No, it's no. Okay, good. I I feel like there's some like point. fanfic excuse for you knowing that. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you didn't deny it is a yes. I won't say I haven't written some things that have involved knocking people out and needed to find when actual, how long it takes <laughs> chloroform and whether or not that's a viable way to do something. I honestly wasn't even implying that you wrote it. I was more implying <laughs> that you read it and then went, is that how that works? And then looked it up. But, I I mean, I guess if... what We're just going to put that in a corner and... Just put that over there, and that'll be fine. Uh, on the back burner for now. So, there's a chase scene. There's, like, a truck that breaks up the chase scene. But then they run into each other again. And then Scissors almost drives off and off the pier. Because yeah, he, he thinks he loses Shin, he thinks he loses Ren in, like, an industrial area. Because he notices... He, he goes down... He makes a sharp turn and goes down a alley... And notices in his rearview mirror that Shinji doesn't make the turn. So he's kind of like, huh, smirking to himself, happy. And then, oh no, Ren's right in front of him! And he turns his car, which... I guess he got stunned and did it? Because my immediate reaction is, why didn't you just keep driving and run over Ren? Yeah, he is on a motorcycle. Car beats motorcycle. Every time car beats motorcycle. But what if he did cool bike tricks on top of the car to not get run over? I mean, that's that could have happened. True. Therefore, I've just found the scenario where car does not always beat motorcycle. I, I guess so. <laughs> um. Anyway, th- they meet up, and then they're gonna like throw down at first. But then Shinji shows up, and he's like, "Well, two on one's unfair, so I'm gonna go now." Well, Garrett, the reason cool bike tricks aren't accessible to them in this situation because uh, he's in his civilian clothes. He's not in a rider costume, so they wouldn't have a stuntman to do cool bike tricks. What if I mean, Ren was just a stunt driver? Is he? Yeah. I, I don't know if Ren's actor could actually do that. I, I don't know, but the fact that you don't know means it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I I think they usually get professionals to do those scenes i mean maybe one would hope at least uh apparently he majored in fashion design huh ren's actor yeah, ren. uh, ren's actor that okay. I, I i can kind of see it yeah yeah but yeah r- remember in uh kiva when uh when kiva's dad is running away from that explosion at extremely high speed because they they don't have this the regular actors do that stuff that's true. Oh, hey, he got married in 2015. Oh, cool. Oh, and then he apprehended a pervert who was taking photos of his wife. <laughs> oh, well, that's creepy. That's huh. Okay. Huh. It's a thing that happens. Oh, and then he had a kid. <laughs> hey, this is all just on the wiki. I'm sorry. Just reading through a biography. It, it's it's the personal life notes. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Well, that's nice. Oh, seems like a good guy. Um, so yeah, that that's why he wouldn't have even gone through with the two-on-one fight, even if the other guy wanted to, because he's too good for that. Yeah, it, and then they just kind of let him walk away. He does kick the tire of his car first, and I do find that funny. Man, didn't get to kidnap the girl. <laughs> yeah, this I, is the scene where I was like, oh, so this guy's going to be around for a while then? That's what you nope. thought. Yeah. Uh, no, he will in fact be dead before the end of the episode. That's huh. true. So that Ren's like, so you told him everything, didn't you? And Shinji's just like, uh... Maybe. Uh, uh, I mean, 
I mean, uh, no? Is that the answer that won't get me in trouble? And then, and then Ren yells at him and is like, you know what? You can be dumb if you want to. Just don't bring me and UA into your being dumb. Which, you know, fair. Um, so then the detective shows up to talk with Reiko because Reiko called him in. And Reiko just like close it. I, I imagine if she had a book, she would have just closed it and then laid out the entire plan. Because that's basically what she does. It's like, so... So I'm good so, at my uh, job. Why didn't you report me talking to you? Hmm? That's weird. What's going on with that, buddy? And he j- he gets freaked out and tries to leave. But, oh, no, Reiko, the, the police are here. To apprehend him. is like, hey, detective, you gotta... We gotta gonna need to come with us to answer some questions, okay? We gotta okay? ask you about this case. Uh, uh, So uh, then he books it. Yeah, and then he books it. <laughs> um, and then, just so happens, as he's booking it, runs past Shinji. So Shinji's like, well, guess I'm doing this now. The detective leads the cops to a place where there's a bunch of mirrors, and then he kills them. And then Shinji walks up, and then they kind of just, like, stare at each other. I was a little surprised when he just straight out killed his co-workers like that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like... I know he was a murderer already, but... The fact of him being like, No, I'll just... I'll just kill these cops and nothing will come wrong with it. Nothing will... Nothing will happen. This is the easiest way out of the situation. Yeah. And then... It does seem to be an interesting, like, quick acceleration of the serial killer problem of... Oh, yeah, your your first few kills, you do fine. You're you're very, very careful on your first few kills. But then a serial killer, like, gets complacent because they haven't been caught. And so it's like, oh, yeah, I'll start taking a bunch more risks. And that's what gets them caught. It just seems like a very fast version of it. That's true. Yeah. Um. So, Ren and UA... He also talk. just seems like he might... That might be part of his character that he's extremely bad at long-term planning. He only ever thinks in, like, the next five minutes. A little bit, yeah. Does not seem very good. That's true, a bit. So Yue and Ren have a talk, and Yue's like, You're not gonna kill him, right? Oh, first I wanna... There's the bit where... Where she was, like, fake sleeping... Yeah, Rin, Rin lays Yue down and, like, covers her with a, a blanket, and uh, she she says, like, oh, you realized I wasn't, I was faking being asleep, I just really didn't want to walk. It's just I wanted to be carried for a while. Well, and she was, like, crying a single tear, too, so I definitely... I, d- I didn't understand. Go ahead. Why was she crying? Because uh, she was thinking about her brother and how this lead kind of just went to nowhere, and how she's not going to get I... any further with finding her brother. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Cause, yeah, it, yeah it's like right. the potential of emotional closure that is just kind of like yanked away really fast. That's like just uh pretty hurtful for her. I think this is why she. I I mean that's why she actually lets Rin carry her. I think that she just wants to be close to somebody right then. That makes sense. Yeah, so, I thought it was just a sweet moment. Nice yeah, it was pretty good. Well, it definitely was. But Yui's like, he was a writer, huh? And Ren's like, yep. And Yui's like, you're not going to kill him, right? And Ren's like, yep, but I'm also totally lying. Um. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. All right, see ya. Yeah, he says, I won't kill him. And like, they both know that that's neither of them by that. Yeah. Not really, no. So then Shinji and the detective meet up at a new location. because time has passed and uh shinji is like you know i did this to fight monsters but uh you're an asshole so i guess i'm gonna fight you now and then ren shows up and ren's like you can't do this also being a writer is the only reason you need to murder someone this scene is a it's a this set is a perfect place for a ryuki confrontation too because it's both right near the seaside so it's dramatically windswept but also, there's, like, these rotating mirror cubes yeah. on these metal pylons just hanging around as a art installation or something. 
Ryuki has done a very good job of, at least in dramatic moments or, like, plot important moments, there are always mirrors around. They're prepared. They may not be the focus, but they're there. They're always there. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess this has never come up before, but whoever did the location scouting for Ryuki is doing a good job. <laughs> also, at some point in here, I think um, Scissors also, like, explains his backstory where he murdered the first guy first because they, like, had a shady deal going around. Yeah, he, he was a corrupt cop already and had an under-the-table da- under deal going. Yeah, and then when he was putting the body in the wall, Shiro showed up in the mirror. It was like, hey... Do you want to... Do you want to be your true self? Just rip off your face and call Persona. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But then... So this is pretty... This is uh, definitely framing Shiro... Or wait, is that the name of this guy? Yui's brother? Uh, But yeah, he's definitely coming off as a lot less altruistic now. If he's given out card decks to, like, people he knows are murderers, then... uh, that's a lot less excusable. Well, well, you see, he's giving card decks to people that exhibit strong emotions, and each person has a different strong emotion, and he's pitting them against each other to see which emotion reigns true. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I- I'm curious what, like, what are the emotions of these characters? I like... 100% made that up. Oh, okay. Just on the spot. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you, that was an <laughs> actual part of the lore for a minute. <laughs> It could have been, but no, I I just spitballed that. I wonder if it's like an Eden of the East thing where he's just selecting people who are in very different positions in society and life and seeing who has, like, who has the... Because each of them has a good chance of doing something. That's true. I mean, I guess. But yeah, so Ren and Scissors agree to fight one-on-one and then they go transform in front of a mirror and fight can't just fight out here no it's like i, I property damage <laughs> I, I was looking at it again i'm pretty sure that scene in the that fight scene in the warehouse takes place in the real world guys no because um after the thing falls shinji looks over and he sees one of those circle mirrors on the ground in like the corner okay where where is this in the episode then? Because like it's I definitely s- there in the episode. They they, they definitely show it. To the mirror worlds. They didn't show the transition, but there's a transition that does happen. Yeah, it definitely takes place inside the mirror world. Because I also think that he, when Scissors comes up and he's inspecting the area where the stuff fell, he's already because you can't become a common writer without going into the mirror world. Um, or you can't transform without going into the mirror world. And he also, he, he, when he's looking and Shinji shows up. Well, it first like shows him looking at it and then like it cuts to like him, like looking through the mirror. Okay. So he's like looking through the world. I think I see what's going on here. He just, uh, scissors is in the mirror world the whole time. Yeah. He knocks down, he knocks down the box in the mirror world and it affects the real world. Uh, Shinji but, goes into the mirror world without as, that it being explicitly shown. Then, but but we've already confirmed that doing stuff in the mirror world doesn't affect the real world. Does I? I mean, I'm pretty sure it does. <sighs> no, I'm pretty Man. sure it doesn't. And just like he just had had it there, and then it got, the string kind of just got messed up or whatever. Oh, you, you think it's just like total coincidence that it fell at that time? Yeah, because it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it was cut. It seems like he had cut it pre, he had weakened it, yeah, and it it was slowly fraying up until the point that it just broke and fell. <gasps> okay, well, if he was just standing there, like, well, I guess I'll just stand here and see if I can affect the situation in any way. <gasps> that is an extremely dumb plan, then. So, oh yeah, no, maybe that's why I'm so plan. confused about what the plan was because it was a bad plan. That, that sounds right. That sounds about right. But yeah, so Ren and Scissors fight for a while. It's a pretty neat fight. Ren does okay. But he, he, he does he does end up, like, losing. He, yeah, he is Ren, on the, the losing end until he pulls out the best card. 
the the brap card the nasty vent card because this is a card <laughs> that exists now nasty vents yes we will be looking out for nasty vents from now on and it, it summons darkwing and it's darkwing i guess is using his echolocation and shrieking yeah um so then they're fighting some does some cool stuff and then they both final vent at each other and then, like, it looks like Ren's gonna lose, but then Ren's like, but you're already dead. And then, uh, the scissors, like, uh, deck breaks and falls yeah, yeah, to the ground. Yeah, earlier in the fight, Ren had used his, like, his little primary sword that he doesn't get from Sword Vent to swing around and smack at Scissors's cards, card deck. Yeah. And his his had... visor? That's what they're yes. called. There's an actual name for them. Just want you to know that. Uh, I guess uh, it's kind of weird because Strike Vent for when when uh, Shinji uses it is makes it do like a dragon attack. But when Cancer Guy uses it, uses Strike Vent, it just calls down his uh, battle arm. Yeah. So they're not all like all the cards don't necessarily do like the exact same thing depending on your rider. It's just kind of does similar things right yeah that's true i was just i was gonna be like strike is like kind of like a secondary weapon type basically your non-sword type weapon right that's what seems like is going on with these yeah when when they come when their final vents hit each other like ren gets physically knocked back but cancer's deck is destroyed and his costume starts evaporating around him and then his uh monster like, grabs him and is eating him. His monster gives him a hug, and then gives him an even more intense hug and eats him. A fatal hug. Hug vent. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like Amazon's. He gets eated. Ren tries to attack the crab monster, which I guess is now stronger because it ate its owner. Yeah. Well, I think the crab monster, like, goes to fight Ren, and Ren's, like, still, like, beat up and stuff. And then Shinji just comes in with two shields on his shoulders and a yeah, he, sword. Yeah, he has like shields like on his that are like on the back of his shoulders, and he's got his sword and his gauntlet thing. He looks super cool. Yeah, yeah. They're made as pauldrons, and they ex- they they are there right up until he does his final vent immediately, and then they're gone. Yeah, he, he puts in his final vent card, and all his gear is gone. I'm like, oh. I think the gear is like part supposed theoretically is supposed to be part of the monster i could see that like the the sword is his dragon's tail and the the shields are the underbelly that would be extremely cool to show though if like he had all the equipment on and then he used the final vent and it flew back onto the dragon that'd be i mean we've got We've got an entire series to go, so maybe that'll happen. I, but I how would the dragon us. have two bellies? Uh, it's, it's it's very because long. it's a really it's a very long dragon, but, and it's the front it's the front legs and the back but legs. Doesn't it show two sets of legs on a single shield? Oh, here, let me look at it real quick. No, it's only one set of legs on each shield. All right, I'll allow it then. But yeah, so Shinji kills him, and. The dragon is going to go eat the soul, but then Shinji's like, no! No, but don't eat it! No, don't, don't eat, eat the that orb. soul. Don't eat the monster soul that isn't this human soul for some reason that, that I don't actually understand. And even <laughs> Ren comes up, Ren's, Ren, Dar- Ren stands up, he's like, no, but power is power. And Darkwing steals the soul, but it's not the human soul, it's the monster soul. <laughs> I don't, I don't see the point. Why, why is he reticent to have the dragon eat this soul yeah i don't know it's it's a good question i agree with your statement okay well there's a very metaphysical issue about like okay so if your soul gets eaten to level up a thing is your soul still there i don't want to go into this also are you like condemning that person to like never know eternal rest or whatever if you eat their soul how many levels deep does that go yeah i mean I understand, like, uh, Shinji being a little bit unsure about, like, the metaphysics of this situation. Like, is he okay condemning people to eternal torment or whatever? But I mean, uh, he murdered some people. 
Right, right. But that's like that's a little different than eating their souls, I think. I mean, I guess. I mean, the implication is he was having his monster eat those humans. Right. So their souls are already part of the monster. True. But so what would, what would happen if they like didn't eat the souls at all? Yeah, would they just kind of float off? I mean, and... wouldn't just like another monster do it? I guess. It does kind of seem like in the mirror world, another monster would just come along and eat them. That's my guess. I'm not sure. The having people's souls turn into flashing XP orbs, like definitively confirming the existence of like a metaphysical existence, raises a lot of questions. <laughs> well, it's just the monsters that turn into them, though. Is it? Um, yeah, we haven't seen people like get killed in that way, though. I mean, we just saw that one guy got eaten, and he didn't turn into a soul that we saw. Well, isn't that because the dissolved? I thought that was because the crab guy like ate him immediately. Because the crab guy was absorbing him, right? Eh, fair question, I guess. Um, yeah, anyway. but I, I mean, I guess in that case, like those other monsters he uh, ate, like they had probably killed people. They made him, might have killed people. Yep. So yeah. Uh, so Nightwing, Darkwing, not Nightwing. Darkwing eats the soul, and Ren makes the comment of, well, okay, so 13 riders, that makes 11 riders left to beat. That includes you. I'll be the only one to survive this. I was a little bit, <sighs> like, uh, it definitely struck me a little bit like, do you have to say including you? The line has more impact if you don't say including you, because we know math. But I don't think Shinji knows math. <laughs> yeah... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. <laughs> I still think the line has more dramatic weight if he doesn't explicitly say including you. But but I feel like if he said it and didn't say including you, Shinji would have been like, wait. <laughs> that would have been kind of hilarious. Like three days later, he's like, wait, he was including me. I'm so hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then they go back to the cafe, but outside the cafe, Ren's like, hey, by the way, don't tell Yue I murdered that person. <laughs> she doesn't don't need to Yue know. Don't tell Yue he died for some reason. They all know that he murdered that guy, though. Yeah, then they go in, and they're going to go make dinner or whatever, and they're all pretending to be friends. And then... Yue, Yue, like, Ren comes in and is like, oh, hey... Yue's like, oh, hey, Ren. And she's kind of suspicious of him because he's just like, hey, how about we eat? Right up in Shin until Shinji's like, yeah, we should we should get something to eat. We can all make something together. Ah. I like food. Do you like food? She's She seems to be a little more trusting of Shinji at the moment about that. And Ren pats Shinji on the shoulder like, good. You didn't fuck it up. Yeah. And we get to see this cool dude with a gear in his helmet fight some dudes, and he has a gun. He's He's got a bull monster of some sort. Oh, yeah, he's really techy, and he seems like very, like to have a bunch of different weapons and stuff. He seems cool. He's my favorite. <laughs> I was like, this guy does seem like he's up Garrett's alley. Man. <sighs> I, I didn't know I was just so easily called out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in the next up in the next episode preview, there's a guy in like a jaguar flint blazer doing a transformation pose. So I'm assuming he is this bull guy. He looks extremely cool. Yeah, he does. Oh, uh, Ryuki. Ryuki continues. Ryuki continues to be interesting and good. Yeah, yeah, I've been enjoying it a lot so far. It's a it's a solid show so far. I like it. Hot take. Yeah, it's good. We'll see what happens in like 20 episodes. Oh my god, I had not noticed that Mr. Mr. Bull has a fuck, a giant fuck huge gun. Oh, in the preview? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right at the very end of the preview. It's yeah. like a giant, giant gun. It's, it's a hand, it's like a cannon that someone just picked up off the ground. Yeah, it, it's basically like... It's basically like a gun lance for Monster Hunter. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought of that. But, yeah, kind of is. but it's uh, one of the bigger props, I think, that we've seen in a writer show. That's true, yeah, actually. Um, but yeah, you can find us on the internet at journeythroughduckcast.com where you can send us emails and there's links to like Chris's and mine Twitters and the network's Twitter and all sorts of things. It's a good place. And uh, next week we'll be back with something Common Rider related. Hooray. And um, until next time, don't forget uh, we're just a passing through podcast. Remember that. Goodbye. Good night, everybody.